the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to the New Year's Day 2023 edition <laughs> of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. The nursery's closed today, and we are recording this, and uh, we can do all kinds of different stuff, too, if y'all want to go over New Year's resolutions that people should have. Um, I've got some. Do you? Okay. Yeah, that's why I was a little late. I, oh, good. Uh, I've got a whole, uh, I had to find uh, a, a whole newspaper article. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, that, that came out this weekend? Yes. Okay. So we can talk about that. We don't see it, so it'll be kind of a surprise. Um, but, yeah, so don't call in. But I do understand that people did call in last week and wish Al a Merry Christmas. Did they, really? So if you want to wish him a Happy New Year, 210-308-8867. Did he get mad about it? No, he liked it. He appreciated it. So, okay. Let's see where we can start. Do you want to talk about the freeze? We probably talked about it on Saturday, but we can talk yeah. about it again. Yeah, the, gosh, it's... Uh, <laughs> I was just trying to, um, before the show today, I was just trying to, to think about how you described that. <laughs> it, it was a little more devastating than I expected. Yeah. Because I, mean, I, I was looking at that, uh, how, many day, how many hours in a row and how many days, and, and it didn't look nearly as severe as our February freeze. But yeah. uh, it's certainly the, da- the damage... <laughs> For the damage that appears that we got, yeah, looks like. Now, I did mine. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm hoping <laughs> that my uh, lemons and limes fared pretty well. They got some. Oh, I forgot about they the got citrus. foliage that got yeah injured, but it looks like stems largely Good. made it. Well, that they well, were out, were they uncovered or just outside? No, no, they were they were all covered and oh, okay, with good light with. Uh, Heat. Okay, Le- that's heat great. He, he probably didn't. Uh, but what really, almost everything in the uh, vegetable garden got. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Got savaged, except for uh, Jerry's favorite plants. The, uh, bro- uh, Brussels sprouts. Uh, Brussels sprouts. Uh, I told you. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were so I, uh, Onions did okay. Brussels sprouts, onions. Let's see what else did we. The onion did okay. Yeah, they did. They were kind of. Uh, uh, protected by the uh, re- the rescue grass. Uh, <laughs> I expe- I expect That's why they call it rescue grass. Man. I expect oh. the rescue grass will be will tra- translate to more damage now because <laughs> that's that's kind of sensitive to the cold. Um, what we <laughs> noticed too in the St. Augustine that we did have that was kind of green. 
It's not green anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's gone back again. It's dormant. This is about the third time that mine. Poor St. Augustine. Green, <laughs> it's greened and up. The Bermuda, and, too. Yeah, and we still haven't had any rain. I guess we're going to go into this next year with a big deficit. I guess so. Now, February usually is a rainy month. We can. You say that about every month, Milton. <laughs> no, just October and February. <laughs> oh, is that right? Okay. So from your saws days, do you remember February being a rainy? I remember because of rodeo. When rodeo happens, uh, it's always raining. It's it, always cold. That's <laughs> hail you're talking about. <laughs> I remember there. as an erratic rather than a, you know, yeah, there was, a, I can remember specifically a few days when the, when the water was just, you know, streaming <laughs> down beside the tents. Yeah, I remember y'all talking about yeah, that. But yeah, yeah. I but can remember. I, I, I never thought of it as a, of a heavy, a consistent rain. Yeah, that's day. what we need. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can remember my very first rodeo. Oh. We, we all went and, you know, rode the rides, and it's <laughs> like 25 degrees and drizzly. <laughs> And it's like, oh no, this is rodeo. You'll love it. Ah, this is miserable. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so f- yeah. Okay. And the trail trail riders will be coming in. I guess. Yeah, that's true. But, but anyway. are they coming this year? <laughs> I imagine. So, yeah. but, but February, oh, I thought February was our rainy month for us. But our co- there's no no cowboy breakfast other than the uh, yeah they can't call that the off. The sheriff is going to sponsor one. Of them. Oh. oh, good. I think it's not going to be as large, but. I, I didn't. I didn't follow the story close enough to s- <laughs> see what the reason was that the whether it was um, uh, not enough sponsors yeah. or oh or uh, re rethinking, relooking at what they want to accomplish with it. I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway, so I was hoping that February would be a rainy month. Is January yeah. a rainy month for us? No. Yeah, make it a rainy month. <laughs> You're just saying that because I make every month. Like Jerry, Jerry's point one five inches. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, all we can hope for is point five. Oh, I'll go look at the weather. Uh, oh, <laughs> no, yeah. don't. Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's hot. I mean, it's it was cold as hell. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, it uh, fared really well, which we expected and predicted. Uh, blue bonnets. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I had uh, I have uh, about half of mine are planted. Yeah, the other half are still, you know, in the corner by the front of the house, and they look. Of course, they looked like the, the first <laughs> night they looked like they were getting flattened, but the yeah, perk, yeah. they perked up and <laughs> looked fine. Uh, they were good when we first introduced the uh, blue bonnet transplants. Steve George had some up around Dallas, and he never took them out of the containers. And I went up there, and those things were frozen solid, solid. And uh, they were still in peat pots, you know, so you could pick them up and they're... <laughs> little two-inch peat Yeah, little, little peat pots. But uh, as, soon as, it, as soon as they watered them, you kind of like melting on that water. Oh. But uh, they came right back. They're tough. Yeah. The, um, now that they'll freeze, uh, we've always said. They'll freeze at zero. That's oh. why they're never out of out of Texas, and that's why when we tell people to plant blue bonnets uh, up north somewhere, you know the Texans go <laughs> north and Washington D.C. and things like that, and they want some blue bonnets. 
So we tell them, uh, Lubbock too, far up with Lubbock, uh, they're, they're best handled as a spring annual. Just plant them in the spring like you would everything else. And they bloomed. And, and Dr. Roland Roberts used to, I used to send him some every year, and he and his wife were pretty good gardeners. And uh, Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Actually. Pretty outstanding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always said, talked about Roland. He was a vegetable specialist up there. Of course, the Roland is very, he's a Yankee, Connecticut. Oh. Huh? <laughs> Roland was a Yankee. He's from the Connecticut. Connecticut Yankee. <laughs> King Arthur's Court. <laughs> but uh, uh, he I don't was, know. I don't know if Minnesota, Minnesotans we... <laughs> I don't think of those New England people as oh. Yankees, I guess. We Goodness. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we, Roland was very intellectual. When he wrote an article, you didn't have to research it or check it out or anything else. It was right. Was it good? I, was, I, I can't remember. They were good articles, too, weren't they? Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> it, but anyway, uh, I always used to say, the rest of us folks, <laughs> as specialists over at A&M, were from the southern states. And I always t- told people, I said, Roland's intellect averages out all of our dumbasses. Because he didn't say much, but... When he spoke, that was it. Hmm. That was his answer. And of course, the re- the rest of the team <laughs> hardly spoke to Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, and I, I was an irritant. I uh, was. A, is that surprising? Yeah, isn't that surprising? I don't you know, see that. What, at all. what other uh, wildflowers? The uh, blue, the blue curl. Blue curl. Yeah, uh, didn't seem to get injured at all, yeah. and he, either did our. Delph India? I mean, uh, yeah, Larkspur. Larkspurs, yeah, the Larkspurs are going. <laughs> Which is a Delph India. Yeah. And you'll be happy down. to know I took Vinny in the house. Uh, did you? Good for you, man. Yeah, I'm going to have the, yeah. the first Vinca of the season. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the rest of the Vincas that were off. No, there, they went flat. Yeah. Don't overwater it. Our poor shrimp plant. <laughs> yeah, mm. it took them to the ground. Yeah, it's just black. It just. Oh, <laughs> and, and all my. Uh, Oh, whoppers. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was just a... What about your cyclamen? They, they Sorry. Just, they look bad. Oh, okay, whoppers. But they all, they all just collapsed into a flap, nothing left. Yeah, right. Yeah. My uh, uh, purple heart uh, wanted you. It was beautiful. I mean, it was standing tall and everything and blooming sometimes. But when after that freeze, it, like you say, it was laying flat on the ground. And so I always have to tell my neighbors, don't worry. Be it bad. shall return. <laughs> well, and I was, I was t- telling folks, too, but pansies looked up. Uh, depends on where they were planted and how long they'd been on the ground. And yeah. what coverage, uh, most of them looked okay. Snapdragons looked pretty sad, but I, I have to keep telling everybody, they, they look pretty sad every year at, yeah. about this time of the year. And petunias are the same way. Yeah, and they'll be they'll we expect them oh, to be yeah. back in a month. And I went out to, uh, <laughs> I think we talked about it last weekend, but I went out and uh, 
uh, uh, we were talking about how we used to break the ice for the cattle in Mm -hmm. Tennessee. Well, (laughs) I was going to break the ice for my cats in the backyard. (laughs) So I said, well, I'll just, it's still cold. I said, I'll just go out and poke it with my cane. The cat? No. <laughs> the cats were nowhere to be seen. Okay, yeah, they're hiding under But I, p- I poked that ice thinking I was going to punch a hole in. It was solid, solid, solid. solid ice. And I, my bird bath was the same way. My, uh, my, this is, this is a pathetic little story. <laughs> so the day before, uh, we got all this. I'd gone to Whataburger and gotten a little baby burger. Oh, okay. And uh, a soda. Well, all the ice melted and then it froze. So <laughs> the next day I get in the truck and I'm, you know, go, oh, I'll take a sip of the water. It's still fine. Yeah. No. It, <laughs> won't, it won't come up. won't do anything. It was like your bird bath. <laughs> yeah. And, and talking about the bird bath, I may have told this yesterday, but it was so cute. I looked out and my my, my favorite cat sleeps under the bird bath mm-hmm. you can get sun there by the tree and he sleeps under there and so i looked out and there was the biggest prettiest robin mm. which i don't see many in my yard uh was bathing and splashing and having a good time in the dog's water bowl <laughs> <laughs> yeah which i had changed of course it was oil water and he's just having a good old time. And then <laughs> the I have got two water bowls out there. And a uh, cardinal came and got in the other one. And they were splashing there together, having the bedtime. And I looked over toward the bird bath. And there come the cat sneaking up. You know how cats uh, <laughs> sneak up. <laughs> and I said, well, I didn't want to disturb their bath. So I just watched the cat, uh, hoping that uh, they'd finish their bath before <laughs> before he got them. But uh, that's a beautiful big robin. Huh. And I, I don't usually see robins in my yard. I've never well, seen them. We, we've been seeing them uh, every spring. And I don't, it wasn't last year, but I think the year before they actually raised some young. But that's the only time I've seen them raise uh, them. Are they east, like like the hummingbirds are over the ruby oh, yeah. throats? They're east. They're north. They don't like the uh, snow. They, <laughs> they don't like the heat so much. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I mean the the Midwest and yeah. the Northeast are loaded. That with was the, one of the main birds in uh, Tennessee. I mean, that was always the first sign of spring. Yeah. It'd be yeah. running, running out there and listening for the worm. They're always so tame. And, yeah. <laughs> Robin Redbreast, that's what we call it. So we're yeah. just... Uh, you know what the, uh, the other thing that didn't freeze, the uh, that that little uh, water recirculator. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh. I, I don't know why I left it on there. I, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have, but... Yeah, just it kept didn't freeze. Circling, circling. Yeah, everything is frozen. All the bird baths. That yeah, I've got a, this whole series of them. Everything was just fr- frozen solid, like you described. But that uh, recycling thing was just continuing to, <laughs> to run. And uh, with the well, cool temperatures like that, you know, there there was no 
they never uh, re- were reduced to the point right. where there was no water. <laughs> but the but that was uh, really attracted the birds because that was the yeah. sing, single source of water oh, I out bet. There for all for all those birds. So and uh, what happened to your cyclamen? <laughs> uh, they. Did the are leaves flattened. free? They're flattened. The leaves oh, no. are flattened. Yeah, they're 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 yeah they're really flattened foliage too even. Yeah, it was enough to. You know, I've never had the the foliage uh, flattened yeah, like usually that. Yeah, just the buds. Now I w- I was also um, faced though with uh, I'm trying to say be positive about the wildlife, but um, between between the Westies. Uh, cats <laughs> and uh, squirrels um, they've really uh, really been up up and down on the yeah. containers and yeah. digging the squirrels been digging and everything and so <laughs> so they were in pretty pretty uh, tough shape to begin with but boy that yeah the cold finished them all oh, yeah huh. I had five deer in the backyard oh my yeah. gosh five how'd you get they were, were they hard to get out no, the first couple of shots uh, didn't scare them off pretty good. <laughs> and, and your and your neighbors. I think I read about you on next door. I wonder why a little. Well, you won't. You won't. You'll hear about them, but you won't be able to talk to them. Yeah, exactly. All the all the western neighbors have some some reason sold their houses. That's I odd. Know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And some of them put in bulletproof. Uh, window panes that's that's smart that's good i still think that 380 will go through that yeah geez all right let's uh (laughs) let's get ready to take a break okay Uh, give me a break and then when we come back we'll talk more we can talk more about the freeze or we'll figure out where you want to go well we can yeah we can talk about a number of topics good and fall back on the freeze if we need and do uh well during the break find the information on the uh oak seminar yeah. Okay. And, we, and we've got to be uh, careful not to over, okay. overstate about the freeze. We've, our, we've learned our lesson, I think, in February. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Let's take a break. Back in a moment with uh, more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. It's our New Year's Day uh, edition on 9:30 a.m. This is the answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, talking gardening with you. It's our recorded edition. Uh, the uh, first one of the year is recorded because it's New Year's Day and Millburgers is closed today. But they're open tomorrow. For the next two or three days. Yeah. And they're having some hellacious sales over there. Well, now, are you talking about the Christmas stuff or the. I'm talking about everything. Okay. Well, and you could also bring in your uh, Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about that. And uh, the sale items are good through January 2nd. Yeah, Monday. that's tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, so if they, if, they, if, they go, <laughs> if they go in tomorrow, yeah. they can take advantage of these sales. Um, and if they bring your tree in there, they'll have a yeah, the have 20% a off. Gift, yeah, gift certificate. Like the uh, living container grown trees, mm-hmm. 50% off. Yeah. Probably best to say while supplies last on all these, but yeah. Because I don't know how so, many they had. Uh, we're going <laughs> to. 
<laughs> doesn't say while they. Live. I mean, on those poinsettias, that's probably uh, <laughs> yeah. while while they're in stock. Your choice for a dollar. Yeah, the poinsettias, all sizes, while supplies last. Really? So yeah. Get in there early yeah, uh, tomorrow if, or call ahead. Yeah. And uh, Christmas cactus, fifty percent off. Yeah, I saw the Christmas cactus and bought one. They're pretty. Now, how do it, I take care of it? Huh? How do I take care of that little Christmas cactus? You won't be able to do that, Mountain. <laughs> Is that right? You kill them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they told me at the register, but I, uh, I just chose to ignore them. Yeah, th- there's a after they took your money, right? Yeah, I mean they did take your money. <laughs> you know, there's a problem when when they got Milton's picture. Yeah, with a. Yeah, this is not Milton-proof. Right, right. Don't sell to this man. <laughs> uh, strawberries, which they got sale for yeah. three, three for $10, uh, they probably, the leaves probably fr- look frozen, but they'll come through it. Yeah. Now, if you had any blooms, they froze. Well, and there's also going to be uh, still some of those uh, uh, blue bonnets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they look good. And the other thing is that uh, they they covered all the the snapdragons and oh, yeah. stocks yeah. and uh, all the all the things that are r- relatively sensitive to mm-hmm. cold, and so they'll be in good shape. You can get get their your gardens back in back in shape, your flower gardens. Uh, and if you calendulas, if you want to recite, replant the cyclamens, they've got five for thirty dollars, and snapdragons four for five dollars, pansies. I, I bet pansies probably didn't. They probably might have frozen, but they're going to come out of it. Yeah, some sure. of them, some of them did really well, and then others will uh, look a little um, beat up, but. Uh, I expect they'll uh, recover yeah, pretty quickly. Back, yeah. So uh, a lot of good things going on. What are you looking on. at, Milton? Oh, I'm trying to get the sale items up on the computer. <laughs> I have mine. I know. <laughs> that's why I was a little bit late trying to print. Oh, that's okay. Out. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, you, you take advantage of those uh, if you want to try some of those living Christmas yeah. trees. The Aleppo pines and the uh, stone Italian pine. stone. Yeah. Well, and they, um, we've used, uh, let's see, uh, Arizona cypress, mm-hmm. and we've used uh, Deodor cedar, too. They, they, we've been success, successful with those. A lot of gardeners have yeah. uh, uh, living Christmas trees. Yeah, the only two they mentioned is the uh, Italian stone. Chap- and, and Aleppo. And Aleppo. Aleppo. Uh, those are the ones that are for sale. Well, and we've seen... We've seen those in various locations around uh, San Antonio. Yeah. Aleppo Pines, we worked with a lot, a lot over there in the uh, Air Force Base. Yep. And they eventually <laughs> they're they're groomed uh, to be have a Christmas tree shape yeah. now, but eventually they'll be classic pines, straight <laughs> uh, straight up, lots of space between the horizontal branching. Yeah, tall. And I'm sure we talked about this yesterday too. But um, oh, do you want to? And I'll stop for a sec. Do you want to continue to talk about the sales? No. Okay. I went through them all. I was going to go back to the freeze again. When do you think? So on some things we already know. Are some of them going to be late, and we'll see the freeze damage in a month, or like my shrimp plant? I pretty much know it has freeze damage. 
Oh, yeah, to the ground. <laughs> yeah. My neighbor. But, yard. like, you know, Sago Palms were a big one last year. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Don't you tell people. I am not. Goodbye. I never did. No, sir. Th- no, sir. That, that little lady outside of Uvalde. That one you told was, the, yeah, she, <laughs> she, was, she broke, was in tears. She was brokenhearted. <laughs> and uh, I, th- I thought that was cute where I told her, did she take any pictures of it last yeah, I year? don't think she thought that was cute. <laughs> Poor lady. But, yeah, so, like, uh, I bet are we going to get calls uh, still I a month th- out? I think we're going to get, we're going to have more, more plants uh, that are, Annuals, mm-hmm. and we'll see the damage quick, and then we'll see re- recovery. Okay. Now we will have some. I mean, if they uh, will have, you didn't, they didn't cover their their citrus, their, yeah, um, and of course, uh, cyclamen and some of those uh, uh, will be pretty um, devastated. Mm. And the viola. Without much recall. I bet the violas came back good. Oh, yeah, they didn't even phase them. Yeah, yeah. Other than mine all needed, were thirsty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that wind was pretty rough. Yeah, when that free, when it freezes, I guess it kind of takes some of the water away from the root system of these annuals. Oh. It's frozen. can't be absorbed into the plant. You know the whoppers do a strange thing. They, uh, when they call collapse, the uh, fluids really came out of the stems. Yeah. There was a, like huh. a, um, a, a red and pink fluids. Wow! Look like uh, looks like, like some like Christmas a, candy. Yeah, uh, that sounds like a little shop of horrors. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little did we know about uh, yeah. whoppers, but. Uh, but yeah. I'll, uh, now they, uh, I suspect, even though they look devastated, I suspect there'll be some of them that will come back. Yeah. Come back, yeah, with the, the roots out of the roots. Yeah, if you if you see any of your plants uh, that are frozen, the tops are back. Make if you got a green stem going into the ground, they're going to come back. Because it just froze the tops of them off. But uh, I was I was interested. Your blue bonnets didn't freeze because they hadn't been in the ground what a week or two. That's all. That's half, a, that's half of them are in the ground, and half of them are still <laughs> in the in the containers. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, if you want to replace some of these annuals that got frozen back. Now's the time to do it with blue bonnets. Oh yeah, okay. And and the sooner the better because, you know, we bloom blue bonnets here in March. That's not too for, too long away. No, but the good thing about these blue bonnets is, they were uh, grown in large containers, so they've got a large root system uh, to put in. And if you water water them in. When you water them in, uh, use a water-soluble fertilizer. And also... And don't overwater them. Um, push the soil in. What, what do we call that? Yeah. Pack, pack. pack the soil in there. For, yeah. don't, don't just... I see so many gardeners that just kind of set the, the plant on the soil. Yeah, but, that's but not you, good. It needs to be. And uh, the, the soil... Uh, 
course, I planted before the big the big freezes the the blue bonnets, but uh, the soil was quite moist. Oh, know? really? Yeah. Good. So that was and what did it was you easy have in to there? plant. Zinia? Huh? What did you have in there before? I had in there sunflowers. Oh, okay. Yeah, they got a bigger root system, so just like when you when you're planting or digging a hole where a tree once was. <laughs> we found that out in your valley when we were using that uh, post hole digger, and I was sitting on top of it to try to get it to penetrate that soil. When we would hit a place where a tree had been, go straight down. Yeah. But when we weren't on where a tree had been, uh, that uh, that I guess that's testimony to organic material in the soil. Hmm. Keeps it soft. Yeah. Better than hard brick soil. And we noticed this, but I don't know if this is a common thing. Did you notice anything different in the land above the where the tree had died and was once a tree as compared to where there was it? Yeah, usually it's uh it might be more mellow or it might be uh rise it have it heaves up. Maybe, oh, so. no, that wasn't what we noticed. But oh, okay. We noticed that, yeah, we can't get anything to grow where the oak tree once was. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know if it's me or the oak tree. Well, it could be because... Uh, you, I know you've said it robs nitrogen yeah, from the soil. the roots do. It's haunted. <laughs> That's the way it feels sometimes. I was going to remind everybody, too. I've got uh, two big red oaks. Um, that have grown really fast. They've caught up to yeah. some of the big live oaks that have been there for <laughs> a lot of years. Um, but w- you, but one has completely dropped all its leaves, and the other one has still got green <laughs> leaves. So it's just a, a strangest looking thing. Yeah. Hmm. So they're, they're all. all we'll, we'll, we're going to get more and more reports on uh, individual. Why is this tree dropping all its leaves, or why is this? Oh. Is this uh? Some and uh, I'm I'm thinking that not all the trees that are holding leaves on some of the some of the oaks are are not in big trouble. I mean, you, we always get we mm-hmm. get nervous about trees, trees that get brown leaves. leaves and they hold the, yeah. yeah they hold the hold the leaves. But uh, these oaks are old. No, these are relatively oh young young no. yeah okay and looking. But I'm I'm unsure as to uh, what direction they're <laughs> they're going. Whether they're uh, just uh, yeah. just it would just the the leaves got um, dried out from the uh, the summer like we've added, or if they actually had some kind of root rot or something. So yeah. we'll have we'll be seeing a lot of <laughs> different performances. I think. Hmm. Well, if the yeah, uh, but we. I hope po- people watered their newly established shrubs and trees before the uh, hard freeze, and uh, will continue to do so until it's me- uh, or brought them in like M- Milton did with his minkas. <laughs> but uh, so. Uh, yeah, they this the drought's not over, and I've ha- haven't taken the 
out of water uh, off of plantanswer.com. I'm not going to take it off until we, until have, we some have some rain. rain. That's coming in more, February. More than a five for tenth. Oh, you wait in February. Yeah, it's going to be happening. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We'll come and Kim. When we come back, we tell them about the uh, the tree management workshop. Oh yeah, you got the stuff. Get the stuff ready. We'll tell them about that coming up in just a second. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Memory. We're recording it. You you got this. I'll help you. Uh, we're recording today's show, and uh, don't, so don't call in. Just enjoy or call Al. And uh, wish him a uh, happy new year. We'll uh, take a break. Be back in a moment on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Okay, I want to tell you about something that happens at Millburgers every holiday season. The holiday's over. Christmas is gone. You've still got that Christmas tree and you're wondering, what am I going to do with this? Well... Here's what you need to do. And people do this every year. It's wonderful. And you'll see why in just a second. Take the Christmas tree, take the ornaments off, and take the stand off so it's just the tree, and take it to Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road between now and January 16th. Millburgers will take and reuse the tree, and Millburgers will give you a 20% off coupon to thank you for going through everything that you did to get the tree to them. So that's great. Now, it doesn't include everything. Like, for instance, it doesn't include turf and it doesn't include some labor, but uh, it's pretty inclusive. And you can go to millburgernursery.com to learn more about this. But you have to do it between now and January 16th, and you can use that 20% off coupon for uh, up until the end of February at Millburgers. Now, if you want more details, like I mentioned, go to millburgernursery.com where you will find out all kinds of great information to enhance your gardening experience. The first thing that you'll find is what's on sale at Millburgers. Every week the sales change on Wednesday, so you can see what's on sale by going to millburgernursery.com throughout the week. Now, you can also find out about upcoming events that are happening at Millburgers throughout the year. Millburgers has events for the entire family. They have events for gardeners. They have events for uh, gardening events for children. When you go to millburgernursery.com, you'll find out all of those. You, it's your way to keep in touch with that. It's also your way to get the monthly Millburger newsletter. So it's as easy as going to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. And we'll see you at Millburgers, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Today is the first day of the year. The nursery is closed on New Year's Day, so we are recording this in advance. So, yeah. They didn't uh, want us sitting out on the porch. I don't know why. It's, I offered. It's a nice day. Yeah. That, uh, it's warm. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry called me last Saturday and said, hey, let's go out and sit on the porch. There you go. It'll be nice today. <laughs> it's only 20. <laughs> <laughs> I started to call and tell you, I sit on the porch today. <laughs> I don't blame you. No, the weather forecast... Uh, for, uh, In the 70s. Today, yeah, calls for uh, let's see, New Year's <laughs> Day, high 76. Uh, well, I know. hate to admit it, but I kind of got confused <laughs> because I kind of, what day is today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it Saturday. Why am I not at the radio show? Yet? Yeah, it feels, yeah. It feels yeah. weird, doesn't it? <laughs> um, okay, so I promised I'd remind Calvin to talk about the 2023 <laughs> Tree Management Workshop coming up on the 19th. Yeah, that's going to be... Speaking of oaks. Yeah, it's going to be quite a program. They're going to... Uh, the, the major emphasis will be oak wilt, 
which is a, a serious uh, disease that uh, threatens our our live oaks and uh, red oaks especially. But uh, they're also going to cover uh, just uh, t- tree care in general and uh, how to select the right trees, how to plant them, and uh, how to proceed with the trees. Now, that's on the 19th, mm-hmm. and uh, 8 o'clock to 430 It's a $65 fee. It's going to be held at the uh, Botanical Garden. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you uh, know any arborists uh, or, uh, or, a, or a tree expert, Almost every one of them is is part <laughs> yeah. of this program. They're, yeah, let's see. Um, they, they don't tell me people on this, but yeah. Oh yeah, they, uh, I'm looking know, at the flyer. The Texas Forest Service and the AgriLife Extension and the uh, arborists at the city of San Antonio. Um, Dr. And, Appleton. There. Yeah, and do, yeah, Dr. Apple is <laughs> uh, is a researcher that. Did a, a lot of how many years ago that Jerry was at? <laughs> 12, 12, 13? Oh, no. Well, oh. Gerald Johnson was uh, at that time they called it uh, Oak Decline. Yeah. Oh, not Oak Decline. No, but I was thinking about when when Apple did his, when we we were involved yeah, in a lot that's of about those 30, programs. 35 years ago. Yeah. And so he, he, he'll be one of the main speakers. Molly Cack, too. So yeah. she'll be covering the pests and tree diseases. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> threats out there for uh, trees that uh, everybody needs to uh, to learn about. Is he? Uh, he's retired, of course, I imagine. I don't, I'm not sure. Okay. Are we retired? I think so, kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, anyway, yeah, He. I think he gave it the name. Oak Wilt. Could be. I think so. Let's see, from David Al- Rodriguez is going to be Live there. Live Oak Decline. But, the, you know, there's, uh, it's, of course, the easiest way to escape Oak Wilt is to uh, prevention. Do do the right things about preventing the disease. Yep. Um, and that's that's one of the main emphasis in this program. We'll be telling you how, how to deal with it and what kind of, which which of the recommended trees to to select, uh, so that you uh, aren't at the mercy of oak wilt disease? Yeah. So it's, it's a good too, it's too late to plant them when you got to see them coming your way, see it coming your way. And then uh, there, you know, there's a lot of there's uh, several strategies on um, stopping the spread of the disease. Um, you know the the main way is the root systems of live oaks, um, but you uh, if you've got experts like Dr. Apple and the, these arborists working with you, you can uh, and using the right uh, fungicides, you can mm-hmm. you can do a pretty good job of controlling it. And uh, uh, but people gotta are gotta be responsible for. Uh, yep. Doing what's necessary to keep, keep the oh, disease boy, from spreading. Yeah. So that's uh, a look up. Uh, you, well, you can go to almost any of the, those sources. Yeah. The, um, uh, I went to uh, texasoakwilt.org. That's and that's pretty sh- safe one to go to. Yeah, that shows you that. A lot of information? Yeah, a lot of information. Then you c- at the bottom of the page, you c- click on the event website 
which is T-A-M-U dot uh, e-store. It's yeah, really long and complicated. Can you reserve <laughs> a seat there? What's that? You, can you reserve a, a, a... Oh, it looks like it. Yeah, let's see. Full yeah. name, email, phone number. Sounds like it. TDA yeah. license number. Yeah. So I guess you can... Uh, yeah. Credit card number. And then uh, probably... Expiration date. <laughs> well, because it is a 65. But oh, yeah, and okay. then it gives the, uh, the agenda and... Uh, uh, David Rodriguez opens it up. All That's right, right, Dave. Yeah, and that'll be well attended. You better get you better get registered, get registered now if you're yeah. interested. Yeah, That's on. So it's coming up on the nineteenth. That's a Thursday. Yeah, we're already in January. Yeah, <laughs> I think I three weeks less than three weeks from yeah. the day. Uh, I don't think they've ever had an Oak Wilt uh, seminar or meeting about Oak Wilt. In any county, uh, that they weren't sold out, had a sold out. Oh, really? Well, are covered with people. Well, you, your, your your memory, I won't, I won't remind you of, some, of several that were about two or three people. Is that right? Yeah, <laughs> as we at the beginning after se- yeah, well, after several years, like okay. uh, after three years or four years of the programming. I can't and remember that far some, back. Yeah. You know, method. He's so, old. Were people skeptical we did, when the programming started? I think we did. Like a, I think uh, we, as a community, horticulture and um, extension service and ed- educators, did a pretty good job of tackling that job. Oh yeah. And the industry again, just like the water conservation efforts, yeah. the uh, our commercial uh, folks uh, cooperated and. We all work together, and uh, we're we're in a good place right now, and we just have to keep at it to, mm-hmm. to uh, continue. The as you as usual, we got a lot of people moved into Texas, mm-hmm. so they didn't know what was killing their trees. And then when they got a a hint or a little sniff of what <laughs> that oak well was, and that it'll move in there. And kill most of your oaks. Yeah, they they were had riots at those meetings after that. Oh, really? Yeah, people, whole families came. Mm. And uh, well, it was it, it was interesting. It was really kind of uh, devastating. Luckily, this didn't happen a lot. But uh, neighbors who did not uh, follow the preventive. Uh, recommendations, and just let their let the disease spread in their in their uh, landscape. And suddenly, it was not just in their landscape; it was in all their neighbors' yeah. landscape. Yeah. And that was that was hard for people to tolerate. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think there were harsh words. Oh, I'm sure. Somebody. <laughs> they wanted to sue the person that it started. They may have. And know. the th- problem with Oak Wilt is you can see where it starts. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's no, no denying it that it hmm. started in a certain location. But uh, And people love, and a lot of people bought their lots to build their houses on mm-hmm. because... Of uh, oak trees on oak it. trees on yeah, those yeah things, it's those easy, easy to have uh, ten thousand to thirty thousand dollars of your lot value be individual tree yeah. live oak trees hmm. 
And the problem with that is <laughs> uh, oak wilt looks very similar in its death pattern to uh, construction damage. Mm. Those big live oaks, they're more sensitive to construction damage than the new young trees or oaks. So uh, you have to, they had to, we had to differentiate between what is oak wilt and what is construction damage. And what is the differentiating and, factor? <laughs> well, the leaf color. I was wondering if there's a leaf color. Well, uh, luckily, uh, live oaks are pretty. You know, if we were if we were talking about post oaks or something, that would be an impossible task. You just look at them cross-eyed and they die. Hmm? Yeah. But uh, live oaks, uh, some of them are just amazing how they can survive. But mm. then there's, there's just a lot of them that have tr- you know just have to fight for years to get back on a, a yeah. survival stages. And it's uh, like you say it. If they're damaged by either oak wilt or construction damage, it does take them a long time to come back. But they they're resilient. I mean, really? uh, wow. it's amazing. Uh, Mark Peterson was talking about it the other day. I think it was on our show, where uh, they had written some trees off uh, as having uh, was killed by oak wilt, and they got some rains. Oh, your, your February rains? Yeah. Nothing. Uh-huh. He's rolling uh, his eyes about my February <laughs> rains. He doesn't believe it. But anyway, uh, those those things were beautiful the next day. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's it, encouraging. The oaks do respond to drought. They Negatively. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 negatively. But uh, And they may come back after the... Uh, it's interesting. Uh, I got a... I had some oaks. I had some big live oaks in my neighborhood. One of them lost all its leaves on one side of the tree because they uh, put a lot of fill in there when they built the house next door. Mm. And so they covered that side of the tree uh, and killed the roots. And not right now, that tree on my side of the tree deal is coming back. Huh? After five or six years, I'd have, I'd have sworn that thing was wow dead as a hammer, putting that much of fill on top of it. And I had one in my front yard that they made a driveway into into the adjoining house, and they cut. I mean physically cut uh, for a driveway probably three-fourths of the root system. Mm. You could see it sticking out. And that tree, (laughs) some learned horticulturists came over and said, it's gone. That tree can't live through that. Well, I had a flower bed under under the side of the tree that had roots, and so I was watering the flower bed all the time. That tree is beautiful now. Huh. Came back. Wow. With three-fourths of its roots missing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yay, oak trees. So they're, <laughs> they're pretty tough. 
But uh, we might have to resurrect our the uh, <laughs> author in that bo- the book. Yeah, the <laughs> talk on yeah, I'll let him talk about that. Yeah, he, he loved oaks. Yeah, that's why yeah, I don't. We don't need anything else, just oaks. That's uh, all we need. That's why I don't rake up my leaves anymore because of him. Is that right? Is that the yeah? I think he wanted you to leave all the leaves on the ground. Uh-huh. Even well, he didn't he have to talk the, me he, into much of uh, leaving. He didn't want. He was basically saying it was more valuable to the insects that use those leaves than oh, yeah. for people to have a lawn. <laughs> I don't know how many people. This was th- Paul th- Cox. No, no, no. This was the guy that wrote the book on oaks. That we oh, had, we had oh, I'm not sure oaks. you were there. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, he was a big, <laughs> big believer in leaving those leaves because there was a whole insect and. Culture and fungus and all that that they supported. And, oh yeah, but I'm not sure many people would agree with them. Well, I, they would. I, they might believe he was right, but they don't want to do it. <laughs> well, I would do it if if the leaves stuck stayed around. But you know how my leaves travel. Once they fall off the tree, I don't know where they go. You've got that traveling oak. I got that traveling oak. <laughs> traveling leaf oak. <laughs> well, but one thing I'll mention while we're talking about live oak. I mean, uh, oak decline. I don't know why it's still a big problem. Because when it when it, when it first showed up and we started talking about it, there were some people that said that they had the cure for oak wilt. I think they were calling it oak decline back in those days, and they were organic, of course, and so they had this mixture. <coughs> that they could put on a root system, and it would would cure the tree. They've gone now. They've disappeared. The people have. Oh. Hmm. I thought that was going to cure them. Well, if you're, if you're ornery, you can <laughs> resurrect their uh, claims. And men and, yeah, is this say. true? You said this? Because yeah. yeah, I, I, I read that a while back. You know? Yeah. All right. We need to take another break. Okay. All Give right. me a break. We're going to get you caught up with the news and stuff, and I uh, encourage you to listen next hour to Millburgers uh, Gardening South Texas. Again, we are recording today's show. Uh, for more information on the seminar, go to texasoakwilt.org, texasoakwilt.org. Back in a moment, you're listening to the New Year's Day edition of Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to the second hour of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. We're recording today's show because the nursery's closed, so you have hopefully uh, will uh, <laughs> give you some encouragement to do some stuff in the new year and. Uh, uh, we've discussed a seminar that you can go to. Don't forget, if you follow the uh, nursery, if you uh, uh, get the newsletter from millburgernursery.com, you can know all the activities that are happening here, including seminars that I bet will be coming up very, very soon. Uh, so that's another good resource for you in the new year as well. All right, so what do we want to talk about now? Well, let's just remind everybody again that they, uh, if they're uh, Christmas trees, if they want oh, to thank you. recycle those at uh, Millburgers, the 
they'll give them a $20 gift certificate. 20% off. Oh, 20% off. Then. Yeah. Sorry. And uh, and you can you don't have to – it doesn't matter if you bought it there or not. You, That's correct. And they're – and it's a real use that they're, they have they chop them up and, mm-hmm. and use it in their uh, their operations. So mm-hmm. the recycling is uh, very useful, and uh, they uh, you can be part of a of a, a good process. So yeah, uh, go ahead and do that. You gotta you gotta use the uh, gift certificate by the end of February. I think so. Yeah. Um, uh, but, um, well, yeah, the to find out more information on that. Yeah, the deal is you can, and I'll check this out with Trace. Okay. You can bring in as many Christmas trees as you want to mm-hmm. and get 20% on every one of them. Mm-hmm. I do believe he said that. So let's see, five trees, you get 100%, right? No. <laughs> we discussed you, that. You asking that? Yeah, we discussed that. I said, "Let me think like Jerry would now." <laughs> so if I get six trees, you're giving me money back. <laughs> no, no, you have to. Uh, but anyway, you could bring in the Christmas trees, get the twenty percent off. Yeah, and doesn't it include a couple different things like uh, turf, turf, and labor, and also pesticides. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. remember that, but but you could get. It does include blue bonnets. Yeah, there you go. I like you that. You get twenty percent off the blue bonnets, right? What what are they? Five dollars or five? It's five ninety nine for a super six. They're a dollar a. Oh, for a super six? I think so. That's yeah, that's a good deal. But yeah, they're in large containers, uh, and, and transplants. And you know, uh, another one, another plant that didn't fare real well, um, and the phrase was the. Uh, English peas and the yeah. uh, uh, sweet, sweet yeah. peas. Uh, so, but you still got time. Get them. Go ahead and if you got some seed, or go to your favorite nursery and get some more seed and uh, get them planted. Yeah, and, uh, I think Melberger got a lot of a lot of those seed. I uh, last time I checked, they did. <laughs> so you can famous read. last words. <laughs> That's it. We said we used to say. You can plant them through the end of January, I think. Yeah, well, I was. We, uh, I was always planting them. The latest was February fifteenth. Okay, that's and even they, longer. And they, they generally did all right. Uh, they'll last until uh, into June. They don't. Wow. They, they don't like the heat. <laughs> but uh, I don't gen- generally, if you can get them, <laughs> if you can get them up by. February 15th, they move pretty fast, and you got some great blooms, great blooms. Yeah, they're pretty. And I think Melberger uh, sells them see, uh, off the seed rack, and they're for different colors, right? Oh, yeah. Red and... Yeah. So mixed, uh, you got mixed colors. You got some that are uh, more uh, aggressive and larger, and then yeah. others that are more refined. Um so a lot, a lot of cho- a lot of choices, and you can use. I uh, always uh, think it's uh, really convenient to use uh, tomato cages if you got oh, some yeah. big tomato cages. They're for not the, in use now. Yeah, for the, the sweet peas. Now the uh, snap those uh, eat the snap, peas for snap. eating. Yeah, they, yes. snap. They, they, they sugar snap. They'll uh, anything any trellis you got that's bigger they. Mm. They'll cover that up pretty quick. And they need 
when I, I've noticed that when the, when you're growing sugar snap or any of those sugar male or mel, uh, they really don't bloom. Start blooming till they're about uh, twelve, fourteen inches on that cage oh, uh, yeah. upright. Yeah, and then they start blooming and setting fruit. Yeah, that's uh, that's part of the difficult process to get them started. Uh, you know, you they gotta they don't like whether that's too hot or whether that's too cold. Mm-hmm. But once they get to that magic, yeah, sixteen or eighteen inches, then watch it. Look out, man! <laughs> Peas everywhere and blooms everywhere and fragrance. Yeah, I like. Um, I was trying to think of which I like better, the uh, Snapdragon or, I mean, the uh, Sweet Pea or the Stock fragrance. <laughs> Both of them are yeah, wonderful. Yeah, beautiful fragrance. Yeah, they are. Uh, uh. And they make good cut flowers. Yeah, I think you brought that to my attention. Yeah. Well, well yeah. You, once they, you, when you go out to cut them, to cut a stem, you have have your water there with you, the uh, vase. Oh man, we don't say that in Tennessee. <laughs> vase, vase, vase. <laughs> the, uh, but you put the, immediately put it in into that water so it uh, can keep uh, drawing up the water and keep it alive. I, I never have tested them to see how long they'll last. A lot of people, blooms? a lot of people don't realize that blue bonnets will do that same thing. Really. Yeah, yeah, big time. Uh, in other words, if you if you go out in the field and you cut off a stem of a blue bonnet, uh, the main stem, and it'll wilt by the time you get home, of course, you make another cut on it, put it in a water, and it'll de- it'll rehydrate and be look like a Regular blue bonnet blooming mm. by the next morning. Mm. Some so, of the volunteers did that when we, we were roguing the field. <laughs> I'd be pulling the pl- plants up. <laughs> Funny thing about it was we did uh, we did that with the flag uh, that we planted at Wild yeah, State Farm, and so we had to wait till John Thomas was off the premises because he didn't like that. He didn't didn't want us pulling off. Uh, those off colors and uh i had to gently tell him we're going to take these off colors out to, to make this flag right because you get some rogues maybe yeah two percent rogue well larry and i were doing that <laughs> <laughs> and so we would go up there and do it when john was off the premises and we'd just pull them up Throw them out. How did you know when John was off the premises? Uh, we had a spy. Ah, okay. <laughs> and uh, uh, well, we were just pulling them up, throwing them to the side of the field. And about 10 minutes later, people came out of the workers came out of the office and said, That's people walking through here with blue bonnet plants. <laughs> and so the people, <laughs> the customers, had picked up those blue bonnets that we had robed, taken them home. <laughs> and if it, if they get home and put them in water, they'll they'll be pretty for them oh, for okay. a little while. 
As cut flowers? Yeah. Okay. Huh. You know, Dr. Wayne McKay is working uh, and still publishing papers on the Big Ben blue bonnet, the one that's, yeah, uh, that's the Lupinus uh, Texensis. Uh, it looks a little different. It's taller, maybe. Yeah, taller, taller. Okay. And uh, we were going, we were going to grow it for a while, but uh, the problem is, it makes its it d- makes and and ripens its seed over a long period of time. So you, <laughs> the farmer, uh, Mr. Murphy out at uh, La Prior. <laughs> he said he collected them for me. He, he he really took this blue bonnet thing under his hat, and uh, he would go out uh, every other day and collect seed that got ripe, and he did that for the entire season. And uh, he said, "Don't ever bring these back," because he was used to going in and getting them, you know, one time harvesting the blue bonnets. He grew all colors, but uh, he didn't like those. <laughs> he didn't like those. But uh, Wayne, of course, uh, Wayne, Doctor Wayne McKay, uh, uh, grew them in a greenhouse, and uh, they had had. Uh, sold them as cut flowers uh, that were har- grown and harvested in a greenhouse. But uh, there never was any seed for them because, of course, they only grow at Big Bend National Park. And oh. you can't collect seed. Huh. So we had to wait till the seed washed out of Big Bend hmm. before we get the seed. Sounds fishy to me. Then we go. I'm not even listening. Uh. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. It's probably because I learned my lesson <laughs> when uh, in a similar issue. Uh, oh, was the sunflowers? Uh huh. You know those uh, the annual sunflowers. Yeah. And I was all excited because the uh, oh the the birds loved them so oh, many, yeah. so much goldfinches and everything so i was telling yeah you need you need a patch of these sunflowers in your backyard everybody and you know maybe your if your neighbor's got one collect some seed <laughs> and, but and and somebody said well what about uh mitchell lake and i said Good idea. They got uh, <laughs> tons of them out there. Go out and collect oh, no. some seed there. And boy, I got all, all these uh, uh, official uh, notice from the <laughs> director that that it was probably not uh, damaging for th- uh, people to collect sunflower seeds from Mitchell Lake, but it certainly could be if some of the rare or exotics, oh. you know, the... No, those seeds. seeds <laughs> You'll were, never get them all. And so, yeah, I mean, it was like three months. Was uh, uh, I was every time I gave that presentation, I had to say, "But whatever you do, don't go, to, <laughs> don't go to Mitchell Lake and collect those seeds." That's stupid because you never get all that seed after they've been out there for what? Well, what what I do years? now, and it works pretty slick, is I just make a. A uh, new patch, about a about a twelve by twelve mm-hmm. patch, 
you know, you know, and then I collect the 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 spent flowers yeah, yeah. and move it. Okay, this the over in this corner of the yard will be mm-hmm. the, the this is where the sunflowers will be this this year, and then and then let them grow there. And they they you can control them pretty well. Yeah, well, you know, the farmers and ranchers they they plant plant sunflowers for the doves. Do they just do the edges? Do they do the edges, or they they, they do? S- no, uh, they plant for whole fields. Oh, well, yeah. For the doves. Yeah. Isn't that nice of them to feed those migrating doves coming through? But it's you know when they come, they they want the doves to have it's, it's a Texas some, hospitality. Yeah, some nice food to eat to mm-hmm. help them on that journey. You know, uh, it's mm-hmm. hard to, hard to beat <laughs> hard to beat a field of a huge field of. Those sunflowers, especially oh. those big, oh, those big ones, mammoth, yeah. yeah. I just don't, they're just spectacular. Yeah, I got they, some. They pic- don't look real, even. Yeah. yeah, I got some pictures of uh, me and a field we took out toward uh, Von Army, and they were spectacular. Uh, and uh, so I got deep into the field and put put sunflowers on both sides of my hand. So <laughs> you look at the field and you see the sunflowers. And if you look real close, what is that sunflower? <laughs> <laughs> That's but, the Parsons sunflower. Yeah, and you when know, do you plant seed sunflower seeds? In uh, well, they like warm soils. Okay, and, and uh, they, but they and they have a tendency on these patches. They have a tendency to almost all of them germinate at the same time. Yeah, huh. yeah so you soil. don't. So if you. Uh, you can't say, well, I don't like where it was, or I want a second, second field. No. Unless you get it planted pretty quickly, you lose out on that. <laughs> uh, so, so you get you kind of decide, and then you just drag those old plants in there, and lay them on top of the ground. It's the old, uh, yeah. the idea of uh, the seed has to get access to the soil, mm-hmm. yeah. and that, that's all it takes with them. I guess you well, you know they always come up under bird feeders when you especially when you're feeding that uh, black seeded yeah the oil yeah black I, mine don't come up uh, that much uh, with the uh, feeders I, I I don't know if it's because the the birds yeah eat them all no, too quickly they get them before they can germinate. Oh yeah, yeah. They, that's what they get. Get them before they can germinate. But, but then, then just you know, four hundred yards away, <laughs> there's that patch. It's just packed with, and all, and all those uh, lesser. And it's also funny because you got the lesser goldfinches that don't spend much time at the feeders, mm-hmm. but they'll they just wild, fill the, that little <laughs> field thing full. Yeah. I think we need to congratulate all the farmers and ranchers who plant those uh, for, for the, the for migrating the, for doves. the good of the for the good of the sunflowers. Yeah, for the migrating doves. A lot of people don't realize that. I, well, why do I think he's being cynical? What? I'm not cynical. No, I think he's. Uh, <laughs> I think he's uh, <laughs> praising them for bringing them in, and <laughs> I think what happens to them after that. Oh. Yeah, um, I'm sure maybe somebody would 
sit out there and shoot them. I, I, I don't know. I can't imagine that would happen. You can't imagine that. Try, <laughs> try just for a second. See if you see if it comes to you. But anyway, okay. Well, listen, um, we're gonna. Yes, sir. Nothing. We're going to take a quick break. I was just waiting expectantly for you to, to find tell us out what's on the schedule. Okay, we're going to take a break. <laughs> okay. And get you caught up with some uh, commercials and stuff. And uh, I'll remind you that if you are uh, looking for information on gardening, events, on newsletters, on all kinds of great things, you can. Isn't that what we do? We do that. Oh. But uh, they can also get some of that from MillburgerNursery.com. Oh, that's right. There's like a the Millburger Nursery, yeah. So. And and the uh, Gardening Volunteers of South Texas. Yeah, we'll talk about And the Master Gardeners. Yeah, let's discuss that in just a second. Back in a moment, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas right here on 930 AM. This is The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. This is our New Year's Eve edition, our New Year's Day edition. Uh, so we are recording this, so no need to call in. Just relax, enjoy the show, and get some good information for gardening in 2023. How did that happen? Uh, <laughs> before we go into break, you mentioned some stuff, and I promised, but now I've forgotten what we were <laughs> going to talk about. Um, oh, man. I was there's another. I was hoping we get a chance to talk about uh, uh, the the vegetable garden. Was there anything? Okay. Is there anything, uh, Jerry? When when can we start thinking about the uh, the spring garden? There's not much. Let's see. We could do some more. Can we do some onions? No. no well, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I <laughs> think uh, I we, got our I got peas. A, we talked yeah. about our peas. I got an email from a lady. Uh, she was a new gardener, and uh, she planted onion seed from a seed in, uh, just about a month ago. None of them came up. Onion's not the easiest thing in the world to grow from seed because okay. they're so weak, the little, oh. little weak seedlings. But uh, I think she lived down south. So she was fairly close to Carrizo Springs. Oh. And I said, you don't need to fool with those seeds anymore. You go over to Dixondale. Or, uh, and you can, they sell mail-order plants. And the amazing thing about it is uh, you order them one day over the phone, you get them the next day. So it's an amazing situation. And... You'll get the right variety for your yeah. area. That's important, too. So uh, you can't make a mistake by ordering from Dixondale. That's where Millburgers gets theirs mm-hmm. onion transplants from. You know, and that's pretty consistent. That always amazes me that the Weld Seed uh, yeah. Internet suppliers, too, are so quickly oh, responding yeah. how reliable their yeah. their Well, they have a whole crew. That's not all they do is take orders and uh, <laughs> and send uh, send uh, a seed out so that you can have them pretty quick. Cool. But uh, <laughs> I remember what we were going to talk about. Did you um, discuss uh, joining a gardening group uh, oh. in 2023, like Master Gardeners or oh, Gardening yeah. Volunteers? Or? Yeah, that's uh, we we have a tendency to mention that quite often because. Both Jerry and I, through our careers, have relied on. Uh, Especially well, gosh, when we got old, relied, relied mm. f- 
you know, our prior, we've been able to fulfill our priorities in terms of mm-hmm. planting, plantings and research and everything because we've worked closely with the volunteer groups, gardening volunteers. And that, of course, has made it possible for us to do the water conservation work and do the plant improvement. Oh, we introduce new plants. And, 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 yeah, and uh, just, uh, you know, just to, to that amazing, uh, oh, reducing the population has grown by a few hundred thousand. We're still using less water in, in, yeah. mm. in San Antonio than we had in the past. And um, that that is a result of all all that cooperative cooperation between all, all those groups we we give the volunteers a lot of credit they deserve it yeah but but we also our, our industry that's that's the that's pretty on that's even more unusual than the volunteers mm. the so, uh, interesting thing we figured out yeah <laughs> is uh older citizens have a tendency to volunteer in these things uh-huh. are people that uh, just want to garden get out and do something uh but we use those older people it take you we get three or four older people can replace <laughs> one young person <laughs> we're slower but we get the job done I understand Jerry was ahead of his time uh, and said, oh, this is a great idea with these. Uh, I'm just amazed he's still garden. alive. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> I think he came around. He was, uh, well, I had to. Well, you yeah, know, but, but, you know I'm, uh, I'm trying to be halfway serious on this, but one of the uh, – I thought he was going to talk a, a bit about the uh, volunteers that – we were able to recruit from the retired military people. Oh yeah, gosh, yeah, they're that they're relatively easy to work with. <laughs> yeah, and they're and they're dedicated to you know the mission and mm-hmm. yeah, you know and environment. To, yeah, yes, that's a tough issue, but we can handle it. If we you know yeah. we all work together, <laughs> and so and they so, know how to organize. And uh, like like the uh, men's garden club used to used to be, they were all retired colonels and generals and things like that. So <laughs> they knew how to get people to do something there to all be organized and follow orders. But uh, and, and we that's, we followed orders really well. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of. Uh, like the volunteers are, you can take. Uh, Calvin showed this in a suburb suburb uh, fashion, because when you get a number of, of volunteers, the talent pool is tremendous. In other words, <laughs> you've got people that are professional di- typists. Like I, I'd come up with a well, the Booker T. Washington. Uh, uh, plant uh, deal on the uh, the recipes and history of Booker D. Booker D. Washington ca- came up with a. I came up with a book. Uh, Greg actually found it. Hmm. He's nutcase so old books, but uh, I said, well, we'll divide these. This book, it was about twenty twenty five pages long. It's a small, smaller book. 
But I said, we'll divide it into four pages each and <laughs> give it to different people so they won't, one person won't have to do all all the book. And a lady came up to me and said, I don't need no help. <laughs> she did the whole book. Oh, my gosh. In a, in a matter of days or several days. But uh, it, there's so much t- latent talent there. And you can, the, the thing, too, that uh, the, the, the it's attractive. The, the, we talk about the Master Gardeners and the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas. Mm. So tr- participating in these uh, gardening volunteer programs is attractive. Men's Garden Club, too. Yeah. Um, uh, because they can do, they can pick and choose what they, they can get. Dig in the dirt. They can do typing. They can do yeah. research. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they can uh, do really um, <laughs> d- demanding uh, environmental issues. Uh, yeah. And so. And you know it's going to be done right too. <laughs> it's, like uh, we found a, a book written by uh, uh, Ms. Margaret Kane who's a premier horticulturist in the 20s and 30s and used to write for the Express. But uh, she was had a book that she was doing, and uh, nobody ever knew about it until they, she passed away, hmm. and they started distributing her books, and they called me, of course, and Paul Cox, and uh, they found that book. Oh, really? And so I just gave it to somebody, and they put the whole book, which she probably, she typed it back in the 20s, 30s. And uh, they put that whole book on the, on Plant Answer. Oh, wow. But uh, just typed it, retyped it. So I typed it in. It probably took Miss Kane years to do that much typing. Hmm. Because she was an older lady, and of course she was using an old typewriter. Yeah. But uh, they they do things like that that uh, couldn't have been done without them. Now, if we want uh, our listeners, if they want to do some exp- exploring out there on uh, the, whether they, they want to take advantage of some of these volunteer opportunities, they can go to the uh, both a lot, a lot of these organizations have uh, great websites. Yeah, yeah, and you can kind of you can explore what the what tasks they're looking to do or what their priorities for the year are, mm-hmm. or you know, and and there, there's also a different degree of of training and commitment required. Yeah, depending on the yeah the master gardeners, you gotta go you gotta go graduate from uh, the classes. And then you've got to commit to so many hours of volunteer service. Gardening Volunteers South Texas, you don't you don't have to make the strong commitments that strong, but uh, yeah. there are also lots of opportunities there. Yeah. So kind of look look at those and see if you can't uh, find something that really meet, meets your needs. And you can know. you if, if you got a lot of time if you're retired, that's mm-hmm. even better. But you don't have to be retired. You can really get some cool, uh, fun tasks. <laughs> Working with uh, other volunteers and good gardeners is yeah. uh, 
have a good great time fun. together. Yeah, great fun. We'll have to do some research um, because I know COVID hit a lot of them, but um, the clubs that you know were spe- were specialty kind of clubs like the the Cactus Society yeah. or the Herb Society or stuff like that. Uh, the Rose Society. Yeah, I don't know if they're. I'm, I'm assuming they're they're now back and continuing to grow, go. Well, they lost Which, a lot of members. You just because they're, they're older. They just dropped out. Yeah. Yeah, they dropped down. Is what they did into the ground. Oh my gosh! Really? Yeah, oh. they died. Does it? Was there a, a central site that kind of listed the clubs? Is that on uh, Botanical Garden site or? I don't think so. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Maybe on the Botanical Garden. That's, I'll look and see. Okay. Yeah, we we did a, you know, when we were doing our publications, Jerry and I did a San Antonio Gardner publication, and then, we, of course, we did the Scion for a lot of yeah, years. Yeah. We we tried to have those publications be sources of that that kind of information and for on a regional basis, too. Um, and I, th- I think I think they... Uh, the publications now kind of concentrate more on on mm. lo- local uh, horticulture mm-hmm. than they do on the yeah. organizational parts of the, right. all of this stuff. But and, and, um, it doesn't mean it's not going to go get, go back to yeah big uh, big time. You know, when here in San Antonio, we we sponsored two of the first few, uh, international master gardener hmm. conferences. Yeah. Yeah, we had some wonderful conferences. Made them successful too. Yeah. The uh, also on Plant Answers on the, the gardening calendars. Mm-hmm. Uh, on front page, bottom. Right. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we've got a a January. I, I just printed out January. You want every month? We have have a. a an article by Dr. Tom Harris. Yeah. Who's passed away. But uh, I think he took most of those scions and put them, incorporated them into his calendar. And the scion was from the men's? Uh, the scion well, was from our master gardeners. Oh, master gardeners. Yeah. Hey, well, actually, we can discuss that a little bit, too. Uh, let's take a break right now. Back in a moment, you are listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. It's our New Year's Day edition. Uh, it's being recorded, so don't call in. Just enjoy. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. You know what? We'll be back in a moment on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Okay, I want to tell you about something that happens at Millburgers every holiday season. The holiday's over. Christmas is gone. You've still got that Christmas tree and you're wondering, what am I going to do with this? Well, here's what you need to do. And people do this every year. It's wonderful. And you'll see why in just a second. Take the Christmas tree, take the ornaments off and take the stand off. So it's just the tree and take it to Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road between now and January 16th. Millburgers will take and reuse the tree, and Millburgers will give you a 20% off coupon to thank you 
for going through everything that you did to get the tree to them. So that's great. Now, it doesn't include everything. Like, for instance, it doesn't include turf and it doesn't include some labor, but uh, it's pretty inclusive. And you can go to MillburgerNursery.com to learn more about this. But you have to do it between now and January 16th, and you can use that 20% off coupon for uh, up until the end of February at Millburgers. Now, if you want more details, like I mentioned, go to MillburgerNursery.com where you will find out all kinds of great information to enhance your gardening experience. The first thing that you'll find is what's on sale at Millburgers. Every week the sales change on Wednesday, so you can see what's on sale by going to MillburgerNursery.com throughout the week. Now, you can also find out about upcoming events that are happening at Millburgers throughout the year. Millburgers has events for the entire family. They have events for gardeners. They have events for uh, gardening events for children. When you go to millburgernursery.com, you'll find out all of those. You, it's your way to keep in touch with that. It's also your way to get the monthly Millburger newsletter. So it's as easy as going to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. And we'll see you at Millburgers, 1604 on Bulvardi Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, uh, if you missed it, uh, this is being recorded. It's New Year's Day. Uh, and uh, now we're kind of giving out some ideas for uh, the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned, and we can discuss it if you'd like to, or if there's something else in, the, in this last segment you want to discuss, we can do that. But the gardening calendar and plant answers, yeah. I've clicked on January. <laughs> and uh, do you want to... Uh, I was looking at uh, Dr. Tom's uh, uh, ent- entry in, uh, under January, and... Uh, he said blue bonnets will have an active growth spurt in February and March. Is that because of all the rain? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's why we plant them in the fall so they can develop an active root system, a big root system, yeah. so they really bloom pretty. It says well, to protect them. This year, because it was so dry, we weren't able to put them in the ground. Uh, some some that were planted earlier have come up and then they have died because of lack of water. And so, uh, but these transplants, this is the latest, I'm pretty sure this is the latest we've ever sold blue bonnet transplants. Hmm. And, uh, but the good news is these blue bonnet transplants, which Millburger has all of them. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> bought all those plants, uh, but uh, anyway, they uh, they have a good root system, and if you plant them now, and uh, like I said, you don't have to call in and ask where to get them, because they're all at Millburg. There you go. Thanks to, thanks to a man, Trace. Head on out there, and you can find them. <laughs> but uh, you get those plants, and you plant them. And uh, uh, water them every time you water them. Not not a lot of water, uh, but you've got to keep that root ball of water. Okay. Uh, with a miracle grow, rapid grow, not rapid grow. We don't make rapid grow anymore. Uh, uh, has to grow, uh, which is a little more organic fertilizer type. But I I would prefer you use milk milk. Uh, Miracle Grow, okay, and then every time you water them, you use Miracle Grow, and uh, that'll give them a jump start 
they've they've always been every every uh time they're watered they were watered with a fertilizer uh element now does this still hold true protect them and pansies from slugs and snails uh with labeled baits or beer traps not as big not as big not a as much trouble uh, with blue bonnets as as, as you can have with uh pansies and things okay. like that Johnny jump ups but uh anyway we got we got to give them a little extra push uh to get them into that february march uh blooming pattern now they'll bloom uh whether you for, take good care of them or not but there won't be as many blooms as if you had planted them in the fall but anyway that's uh, yeah yeah you know tom harris dr tom harris uh you know where he got his doctorate Mm-mm. kansas state oh we were up there at the same time how about that never run into each other oh uh but uh he was a uh, president of the uh, master gardeners and then he was president of <laughs> Uh, he was founding a founding father of the gardening volunteers group, and uh, in fact, Tom uh, had us. We we had to change the uh, requirements for a gardening volunteer person, mm-hmm. and uh, the the new rep- retirement we had to have replacement to have have is that the participant had to have a beating heart because mm-hmm. Tom had had several near-death experiences with his heart troubles. But we changed that rule so <laughs> let him in. It was the Harris rule. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, and, and, and in the uh, right after that, Tom writes, or what's that, Use water-soluble fertilizer or hibiscus food for bougainvilleas and other plants that are growing in the greenhouse. Uh, Bougainvillea would bloom all winter if they're in the greenhouse. Uh, Keep watering and fertilizing. Well, most of the time we don't talk about fertilizing things when they're dormant or in the greenhouse because bougainvilleas are a tropical so when you cut, some people cut them back severely, and put them in a greenhouse, and those stupid things will bloom after about uh, two to three weeks. Oh wow! Especially if you let them dry down, which people have a tendency to do in the greenhouse. Hmm. Like you know, we've talked about greenhouses. In greenhouses in this part of the country, are not so much. Uh, the the problem is not so much keeping them cool. I mean, it is keeping them cool. Yeah, it's when it gets cold, cold. Hot. But it's also a real problem on days like yeah, when it's hot we've outside had this weekend. Because it'll get over hundred degrees. Really? So if the outside temperature on a sunny day is seventy two, how hot can the greenhouse get? Ninety five to a hundred. Wow. Okay. If you and yeah, you, you have to have. They put some vents in there, <laughs> you know. They used to, fans. Did you have to? Did you have fans, or did you just open side of the greenhouse? No, I have fa- fans and vents. 
Oh, okay, okay. And a lot of times... But you can if you got enough uh, uh, openings and they open up. Yeah. Uh, it works pretty good. Yeah. But, uh, but I, yeah, I, I always... When people talk about growing things in the, in the summertime there, I can't figure out the, the pract- practicality of it because, you, <laughs> you know... Yeah, it's the the weather. It's better, really nice weather outside <laughs> the greenhouse. Why bother trying to fight with the weather in the greenhouse? <laughs> it's January. I'm looking at this too. The time that people do that second fertilization on their uh, yard uh, for and their grass and stuff. It says no. Usually they're dormant. The grass oh, is dormant. This time. It says yeah. uh, it's a good time to aerate with a uh, plug yeah. cutter type. And top dress with a half inch of compost. There you go. Don't fertilize or use weed and feed products. If there's weed growth, oh, okay. If there's weed growth, mow every three to four weeks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and that was before we knew about uh, weed, be, not weed be gone. Uh, weed free zone? Weed free zone. Okay. Trace introduced us to that. He seems to know what he's doing. Seems to. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, and like I said, if uh, Trace has really become a member of our team, mm-hmm. you know, he's a manager at Millburger and been in the nursery business for years and years yeah. and uh, trained under Mr. Wessler, George Wessler, who's probably one of the greatest marketing people that's ever lived in Texas. But... Uh, <laughs> He uh, he he knows all those products mm-hmm. that he sells, and he tells us about uh, that weed-free zone should be used when it's cool. Yeah, when it gets too hot, you can switch back to glyphosate. Okay, around them. But uh, he's been really a great help to us and uh, keeping us on the tra- right track. You know. Yeah. So we appreciate that help too. It's but a, anyway, I, uh, I should use BT if I notice cabbage loopers are in my broccoli. Yeah, unless you want holy broccoli. Holy broccoli. <laughs> uh, Your broccoli didn't get hit hard. I don't have broccoli. Uh, oh, so, Jerry wouldn't let me get any. <laughs> <laughs> he told Millburgers, "Don't sell yeah, him any broccoli." Uh, <laughs> broccoli got flattened. Oh no! no. What, what did it do to the spinach? Nothing. The spinach just looks a little sad, but not yeah, not devastating. It could it can take a pretty well. Yeah. They took a pretty look, hard fruit. Yeah, it look, looks a little like the uh, strawberries look like. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the blue bonnets looked like. But that that spinach will come back pretty good. Uh, you might want to throw a little fertilizer on if you didn't fertilize it early on to make that you growing a a vegetative crop so uh, and usually mainly nitrogen so uh, you want to keep it pumped up with uh, like miracle Grow or some of those types of water soluble or fertilizer we're gonna we're gonna have to use a lot of uh, water soluble fertilizers We'll have to ask Trace if there's anything 
comparable and cheap as cheaper than Miracle Grow. You know, Miracle Grow they do a lot of advertising, but there might be a water soluble fertilizer that's not as expensive. And we've got to push the uh, winter vegetables uh, after this freeze and because of the drought to to put them back on schedule, so to speak. Can you make your own water-soluble fertilizer? Well, yes. Uh, Dr. Cottoner, Sam Cottoner, had a, a in the first uh, vegetable publication that he wrote, talked about how to mix... Uh, commercial fertilizer uh, in a bucket, big old five-gallon bucket or something, uh, and use it as a water-soluble fertilizer. You're cringing. Why are you cringing? Uh, that's dangerous to recommend that to people. Oh, okay. Because, <laughs> you know, it a little bit, uh, they say, talk about a little bit is pretty good but a lot more would really grow those vegetables out. And what it ends up is burning the hell mm. out of them. So uh, we kind of get shy away from that. And, they, and uh, the blue bonnets, uh, I gave some to my uh, granddaughter's uh, husband up in Kerrville. And I gave him with them. Uh, some Osmocote Plus, which you cannot burn a plant with, mm-hmm. no matter how much, how ma- how much uh, copious amounts that you uh, <laughs> that you use. And the neat thing about it is, uh, putting it on at this time of the year, he was growing them in contain- uh, he's growing them in containers, is that uh, that'll last through this spring gardening fray. In other words, when the blue bonnets are over, uh, when they quit blooming, you can pull those out, and he'll still have some Osmocote fertility left in those containers. So he can plant whatever he wants to in those containers. So, uh, but it it won't burn, and that's a good safety factor. Yeah. Uh, he was Sam was using uh, just regular old commercial fertilizer like winterizer. Okay, but uh, that was before uh, we had the slow release nineteen five nine. Now I don't know how that slow release fertilizer dissolves. Hmm. Well, there it uh, surely it dissolves, but uh, it would be hard to con. And the fertilizer, Two minutes. fertilizer oh. <laughs> uh, market is is so erratic right now, too. Oh, yeah. Hopefully it'll stabilize and we'll find some uh, options that are less expensive and yeah. uh, just as effective. Yeah. So but anyway, our tomatoes and things, uh, we will, <laughs> I guess we will have a... Rodeo tomato. Oh, you guess. Uh, uh, well, okay. The place that grows them has been sold. Oh dear. Okay. So uh, you'll have to. I, ask. I know Dr. Stein and uh, and David Rodriguez have chosen the rodeo tomato for this year. 
I mean, yeah, yeah. next year. Right, 2020. <laughs> For 2023. Yeah. Have they conferred with you, Milton? No. Uh, oh. <laughs> and That's so, surprising because normally they really did. Yeah. Ask me my opinion on that. Yeah. And this may be the last rodeo tomato. What? The far the grow far, farm that we grow them on to value. Oh, this is too sad. Is is being sold. Can't someone else step up to the plate? Uh, when you're dealing with wanting the farmer to do it, and put up with all the crap that we do. Oh, okay. <laughs> test them. Uh, it's it's gonna be iffy. All right. Well, that's that's a bad note to end on. Uh, we've, no. we've run out of time. <sighs> so we will say goodbye for today. We're back in the new year uh, next Saturday and Sunday here at Mill Burgers. We'll see if we can't get you some more information on that. On behalf of Dr. Finch and Dr. Parsons, I'm Milton Glick saying, uh, hoping you have a wonderful holiday. And uh, Mill Burgers is closed today. But we will see you next time on Mill Burgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.